Hey, what's up, everyone? This is the Spark Podcast, and in this episode, we'll be talking with Carlette Keys. She's an amazing runner and a super fun and creative content creator, a two-time Boston Marathon finisher, a New York Marathon finisher. She's a wife, a mother of two, and she's got a great story. So here's our conversation with Carlette Keys. Welcome to the Spark Podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Joe. And I'm Edwin. And joining us on today's episode is the beautiful Carlette Keys. Oh, thank you. Thank you for beautiful. (laughs) Very good. Thank you. I just uh, came from my first run after running Boston. It's been six weeks. So it was like my first time out there today that uh, I don't know where you're going to air this, but uh, today's global running day. So I just said, why not? Let's run today. Let's see what happens. Yeah, you definitely had to get a run in. I think all of us. And did you get a run in yet or no? I did not. I'm waiting for tonight. For uh, <laughs> So so we have a, a run at the oceanfront here at Virginia Beach where a uh, racing organization is putting together a community run. So we're going to go join that tonight. So that should be fun. Yeah, that yeah. sounds fun. Yeah. So tell the listeners um, a little bit about yourself so everybody can get acquainted with you. Yes, uh, like you said, I'm a I'm a wife, mother of two, and uh, avid runner uh, that discovered running three years ago with my first marathon, which was a New York City Marathon. So yeah, I haven't stopped ever since, but along the way, I've got injured so many times, like, <laughs> my goodness, you know, these ups and downs, you know, that yeah. running sometimes involves. So, but yeah, but my past life, and this is very interesting, and many people don't know this, I was an, a news anchor before. Mm-hmm. So that's how I was known here in New York City, because I used to, to be the night side of prime news anchor for a local TV station in Spanish called New York One Noticias. So yeah, that's how people know me here. So for many people who has been following me since ever, you know, since forever, they're like, oh, oh, she's a runner now. It's like, I kind of disappeared for a while because um, I wanted to take care of my babies and raise them and raise my family in, in Madrid from all places. So when I came back to the city, I was completely different person. It was this runner, marathoner, you know, and now it's, uh, it's been a, a, a journey that I've enjoyed a lot and I don't, I don't want to change it. I love it how it is. And I love my new me. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. Cause I like how you mentioned that you were a mother of two as well. And you have this post where in, in the background, I guess you're talking to your husband or something yeah. and you're like, yeah, I'm going for a run. And you can't even make me. And I, I, <laughs> I can relate to that so much because my wife and I, uh, we just had like a little quarrel. She was like, oh, well, normally I go to the gym in the mornings. But she was mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I want to go running because it's Global Run Day and she's a nurse. And so she works super early and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So back to my point that you're a mother. How, how do you balance all of that? It's difficult. It's very difficult. And a lot of yeah. I get this from my mommy friends. They're like, how do you do it? Because I have like no time for this. It's like you make time if this is really important for you and for your growth your personal growth mentally spiritually look you name it i mean Mm -hmm. if it's important you make it a priority and it's just a matter of you know time management and see how you can squeeze a running or a training especially when training for marathon in my case i take it as is uh as if a if it was a job 
And that's what I kept telling to my kids. This is my job. I run for a living, which is not true. <laughs> but, you know, that's the only thing they cannot actually understand the concept. It's like, oh, this is important for mommy. And this is important for us, too, because if she's happy, we're happy. So it's like, <laughs> let's keep it that way. So let her do her running. Let her do her racing. They hate going to my races, to my marathons. But, you know, they know that they need to go and support because it's very important for me and for my mental state. So, um, yeah, definitely. So are you originally from Madrid or New York? Venezuela, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. my husband, he's from Madrid. And that's why we um, took, uh, well, in my case, I took a sabbatical from news to go when I was uh, pregnant with my first baby and uh, I had my first child. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to take, um, instead of doing my maternity leave for only 12 weeks, I just wanted to extend it and, and stay with my baby as much as I wanted. And I took this as an opportunity to go to Spain and just focus on family for a while, uh, thinking that probably I will go back to the, you know, the news business and I never did. And mm. I'm really happy actually that I, I didn't. So <laughs> news seems uh, a little stressful. Very. Yeah. But anyways, let's go back to your running. How did you, um, get your start? I know you mentioned that you started maybe only like three years ago, but like, how did you, oh. how did it come about? Yeah. It's out of desperation really, mm. because, um, I felt at one point that after having my second baby, I just became this person. I like, I, you know, I, I was, I was somebody with a name here in the city, in New York city. And then I was a mom and somebody's wife in Madrid. And I kind of got tired of that. It's just like, I really wanted to get my personality back and my identity back. So I tried to go back to, to news in Madrid. It was impossible because it's a whole nother genre there in Madrid and Spain. So um, started a couple of ventures, a couple of business and didn't quite work out either. So I was in a really low point in my life, very depressed, uh, wow. thinking that my only job in life was just to feed, breastfeed this baby and, mm. you know, take care of others instead of myself. And one day we were watching this documentary on TV. It was about the New York City Marathon. And my oldest son, um, Adrian, he was four years old at the moment. He was curious about it. He's like, mommy, who are these people and why are they running? And just like, it was a sea of people going through the streets of New York. And I'm like, puppy, this is like the biggest party in town. It's a New York City Marathon. He's like, yeah. how do you ever run it? I'm like, never puppy because I never had the time to train or you have to really commit to it and put time aside to really train and run. And mommy just doesn't have the time. He's like, you have time. And I'm like, hmm. now that you're talking about it. Yes. If you put it that way, I wasn't working at the moment. I was just momming. So I'm like, you know what? That's when I started to take running seriously. And that's when I signed up for uh, the New York city marathon uh, through a charity. It was a uh, team for kids. And that's how it started. And yeah. I never stopped. Wow. So that was your first race ever was a New York wow. City Marathon? No, <laughs> I did. Okay. I did the half. Um, okay. I had to prepare for a, you know, that's what my coach in Madrid told me. is like, you first have to start racing like smaller races here. And I did um, a half marathon in Madrid, which mm. wasn't easy either. I mean, Madrid is not an easy course. I, I would say some people say that the Madrid Marathon is actually tougher than Boston. Uh, because of the heels. Oh, wow. um, but yeah, so yeah, again, I have to still get that accomplished too. 
but it turns out that Madrid, the Madrid Marathon is always around the time of, you know, when it's Boston is happening. So I've never really had the chance to go and run Madrid, but that's something that I have in my bucket list. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So you mentioned Boston and that's mm-hmm. kind of like the pinnacle of where a lot of runners want to get to. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm actually running my first marathon. This is it November, Joe. We we yeah. signed up for the Richmond Marathon, which is in Virginia. Uh-huh. Um, and now I don't think I'm going to try qualify for Boston for that one <laughs> just because I think we still need to run really, really fast to qualify. But um, yeah, but yeah. Um, tell us, tell us about Boston. Did you qualify for it? That was a crazy dream out of the pandemic. Actually, you know, when you're a runner and you run marathons, some people take it very seriously. Like in my case, and it's like, oh, so I did this. Why if I can do it better? So always trying to better your times or better your uh, whatever it is that you're competing against, you know, yourself. And I needed an extra challenge. Like, okay, now I know I can do, uh, I can run a marathon, but can I run it faster and faster and better? And that's how a friend of mine, he said, you know what, you need to try to qualify for Boston if you're feeling like you need more. And I'm like, well, that's crazy because I'm not way there. He's like, well, but you like challenges. So why don't you put that in your list of things to do? I'm like, okay. So (laughs) yes, that's when I um, started to look for races that qualify for Boston. I'm like, let's see if I can do this fast. And I did. I mean, I actually put my my goal was to do a time that is for the lower tier in my age group, right? So you have this, you know, this age group, the time that you have to do. But I actually said, you know what, I'm gonna go for the one next down um, and see if I can do it just because, yeah, but I really didn't believe that I could actually achieve it. And I did. It was wow. the Salisbury Marathon. Uh-huh. And I was aiming for 335 in my wildest dreams, and I did 331. And I'm wow. like, oh, so that's it awesome. seems like I can do it. So, <laughs> that's and that's how my Boston journey began. And yes. um, yeah, so. Yeah, that's that's definitely inspirational with having like two kids and, you know, family to, to be able to train and be able to hit your goal like that. That's, that's awesome. Well, that's what my coach, this might sound like a cliche, but it's true. I was uh, training for Salisbury and I was in tears, in pain, because I was doing this speed training in in the lower loop in Central Park, which is really tough. And I felt like I I was, you know, gasping for air. I'm like, why why am I doing this? That's when you start questioning yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Why am I doing it? And Mm -hmm. who do I think I am? Do I really believe that I am an athlete? I'm just a mom. So I was, you know, self-doubting myself the whole time. And then my coach said, you know what? You have to ask yourself, how bad do you want this? How bad do you want to qualify for Boston? I'm like, Mm. pretty bad. He's like, well, do the work that is required. And that's when I kind of, you know, now switch in my my mind. I'm like, you know what? Yes, stop whining about this. And it's just like, I'm just going to do my best and get it done. That's, that's great. It's, it's definitely a, a mental thing. A lot of times running is it's, um, it's more mental than physical for me wanting it to get is. out there and, and do that. So, so it's going to be your first marathon. Awesome. It's going to be my first. I've run a couple of halves, um, mm-hmm. but this will be my first because I never thought about, I was like, after finishing a half, I'm like, can I really, or do I really want to do this for another? Yeah. Months? See how crazy it is. It gets it's, crazy. And then, then comes the ultras and the oh, 100 miler and now like the, the ones of 48 and the Alps. And then, you know, it goes 
speaking this monster of yeah, <laughs> saying of challenges. So like, it can oh definitely God. snowball if, you, <laughs> if you're crazy enough. But but how did how did Boston go for you? Did you um enjoy it? Well, that's the thing. My first Boston, I was already um yeah, you know, like I said, through all this uh running for me, I've gotten injured so many times. Like I have two broken meniscus, two term meniscus. Oh wow. And uh one in each knee. And I've been able to run, you know, marathons with them thanks to strength training. But yeah, so it's just a matter of kind of pain management in my case. And I've been able to control it with all the uh, workouts that I do, you know, strength training wise. So, and I have done a couple of cortisone shots. So that, that got me through training and the marathons themselves. But so Boston, I was already suffering. I was just coming out of PT and I didn't really train the heels or the speed or the, the long distance that I was required for a race like Boston, my first one. But I said, you know what? It took me so much dedication and training and effort um, that puts invested so much time on this. I just want to go ahead and go and, and do it and see what happens. So I did it. I was happy with that. Um, I was aiming for 3.30 and I did 3.45. Not too bad for somebody who didn't really have the proper training. But then I felt like, geez, I need to do this better again. So... But Boston happened happened six months later, and I ran New York City right after uh, the October Boston. Mm-hmm. So I was already, you know, like overloaded <laughs> with yeah. a lot of marathons and trainings, and I never gave myself time to heal properly from that mm. first injury. So that's why two weeks from my second Boston this past April. Yeah. I got some, uh, Baker cysts. I don't know if you know what that is. Mm-hmm. They're like, uh, yeah. yeah. So they formed behind my, my knees. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's when the doctors say, you should consider probably sit this one out. And I'm like, you're crazy. We're doing this. It's <laughs> like, yeah, it's um, Boston. yeah, it's Boston. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, okay, your second option is that we extract the cyst, but this is two weeks before the actual race. So they schedule this extraction seven days before the race. Oh, wow. They couldn't extract at all because they were so encrusted, you know, in like in some place behind the hamstring that they couldn't really access. So they put cortisone shots there seven days before the race. So I don't know if you've ever done these shots, but they usually kick in at best two weeks after the injection. Oh, Boy. So oh boy. all this time, <laughs> so you're basically running with pain. Going well, on, not so. only that, so it's some weird numbness that I had in my my legs because it did like three different injections trying to attack the cyst. So yes, I went there to the starting line, like with a, my my legs feeling a little like like they were asleep, you know, like they weren't really fully awake, mm-hmm. you know. So I started running, and you know, Boston starts downhill. So I was like pretty much going gravity mode. I'm like, oh, okay, everybody's running. When the heels started, that's when I, I felt that this is not going to work out. Mm. Oh, and boy. at a moment uh, in time, I, I just kind of realized that probably I just need to drop it and, you know, go back, you know, to the hotel or whatever. But then I said, you know what? No, I can't. I can't just quit. I, yeah. I didn't come this far just to come this far. So let's finish this. Mm. And this finishes require me a lot of like a lot of arm movement to make my legs go with my arms. And so I, I mean, it was, it was very painful. The whole, 
the whole experience. And I finished in four, 409. Right, that's not so, that's still great. That's so great. yeah. So now I'm like, I need to do this again <laughs> the proper <laughs> way. <laughs> in 330, I want to do this in 330. It never stops, right? You need it's a like redemption. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. So wow. So you finished that one pretty much on one leg. Pumping of your arms, but that's that's so great. So you're in the midst of recovery now, right? You said this was just your first run today since Boston. So yeah. So you've been taking recovery pretty seriously this go around, right? Well, I was forced to because after Boston, I couldn't really walk. I was limping. Yeah. I I mean it was it was tough because my legs were like numb and I was hitting some muscles there that I I mean I wasn't running properly. I wasn't Mm -hmm. using the right muscles to run that course. So apparently I hit something there. It's just like, now I have another set of problems. And, you know, my experience, I hope, I I mean, other runners that are listening to this, I mean, they kind of need to think twice about running, you know, a race, especially a race like Boston injured. (laughs) It's a Mm. crazy idea itself. And I had the chance to actually opt out and say, you know what, I'm going to sit this one, but I, my pride and my, you know, my stubbornness, and kind of hoping, you know, like it could go 50-50, you know, either great or really, really bad. And it went really, really bad. Now leave and learn. So, <laughs> but, I, you know, I had the chance to really, I couldn't go back to the hotel saying, what if, you know? So I just hate asking myself that question. What if? So I just had to do it. Are you going to see a physical therapist right now? Yes, I'm with physical therapist and, and I'm starting acupuncture too, which is completely new to me as well. So that seemed to be working out pretty good. Basically my new, align, uh, my new pain is comes from my hamstrings that, you know, it seems like it's pretty much, you can solve it just by a lot of PT and uh, massages. And hopefully I can be, go back running normally for my training cycle for Chicago. So you're training for Chicago, Nick. So how, how are you maintaining your fitness right now? Because I, I had an injury. It didn't seem as serious as yours. And I think Joe's had injuries in the past as well. But mine was like an IT band issue where I just had to stop running mm-hmm. for like a month. And it killed me to see mm-hmm. like my friends out there running. And Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So like yeah. how, how you did you hate every that? runner out there. Yes, right? yes. <laughs> like, Why he can't run? I can't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so what have you been doing to kind of fill that? time a lot of strength training um Mm. i go to the gym every day and i work on glutes uh quads hamstrings like the three muscles that i really need to work on to maintain you know uh, that pain management that i have with my both knees um and also biking i hate biking but you know i guess Mm. better than nothing right so yeah yeah. yeah, like stationary bike or road bike? Stationary, yeah, stationary okay. bike, okay. yeah. Yeah, it was tough for me. So I did a lot of the stationary bikes and the strength training as well. But it's, it's nothing like getting out there and running, though. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same, right? It's not, not the, same. the same. And I think I, I did a reel the other day about it. Just like people keep saying, oh, why don't you try swimming? It's less <laughs> bad for your knees. like, like, what are you talking about? It's not the same. It's you not the same. You don't get runners high from swimming. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I can recall seeing that on your social media. You have a you have a really large social media following. Um, Thank you. It looks like you're doing really well. What, Thank uh, you. What inspires you to make all the content that you create? 
Well, it all started with a pandemic. I mean, um, because I was going crazy here doing homeschooling in mm. a semi-lockdown in, you know, in, in New York. So I only had one hour a day to go and run in the park. So one of my ventures back in Madrid was, um, was a, I was producing videos for, a, for an app. It was a health uh, health style life or something. And uh, we did a lot of uh, sh- uh, videos about, you know, recipes and stuff. It went under in the second round of, you know, that we tried to look for, for investors. And I kept all the equipment without really knowing how to, you know, shoot with a camera or editing. And But I kept the whole, all the equipment. And I thought for a moment that I could probably sell it. But then, no, I'm going to start learning something about it. So that's how I started. Can I self-taught, you know, how, how to edit on Premiere, started to grab the cameras and the lenses and playing, watch a lot of YouTube tutorials. So that's when the two things kind of clicked, like, okay, so I'm out here running. I want to use a camera. So I'm going to just shoot myself running. And I have a drone. I have like the whole equipment. So every time I will go for a, for a run, it's just like, shoot myself with a TV, um, DJI little camera that I always keep with my, in my, I don't have it right now, but every time I will go out for a run, I will have my DJI camera. And, um, uh, I started shooting all the runners too. And I will post it on my, um, Instagram account. That's how people started noticing. And after mm-hmm. people started noticing and following, uh, the brands noticed too. Yeah. And it was in a moment where the brands weren't really doing anything marketing wise, because, you know, usually in the old days, you you will hire a production company to do all your advertisement or whatever. And then they saw these opportunities, like she has everything, all the equipment, she can be the model too. So that's how it started, the whole content creation part of it. So they will send me the products and I would do either commercial videos for them, or I can just promote it on my platform. And that's, uh, it's been, it's been great because, you know, my kids always ask me, so mommy, why do you run if you don't get paid for running? And now I can say <laughs> that I get paid for running. See, yeah, they pay me for, right. <laughs> for me to see. Now I can prove them wrong. So I'm kind of happy because a lot of people, especially runners are like, Oh, how do you do that? And um, what do I need to you know, buy for me to, where do you edit? And now everything came so simplified. And I love it. Anybody Mm -hmm. can just run themselves, you know, with a phone and the stabilization is great on the iPhone, for example. Yeah. And uh, you have these great apps like Videoleap and Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, CapCut. I use these too. And wow, it's just like you can do it yourself. And now even Instagram is doing it even easier for you. Like whenever you're doing a reel, you have these template thingies. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, I've seen those, yeah. Honestly, there's no excuse for not you for you not to create content. You know, it's just kind of they put it so easy for people out there to do it. I'm really, really happy about it. Yeah, See other awesome. runners doing the same thing. So, yeah, I, I do the same thing, um, like with my 360 camera. You kind of inspired me to, you know, oh. just keep posting you. And uh, <laughs> thank person- you. We have a interviewing next, uh, which is Kafuzi. Yeah. But both of you guys really inspired me to up up my my content game. <laughs> That's Thank the reason you. why I, I wanted to interview you because oh. me, you are such an inspiration to uh, oh, all three of us. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so yeah. much. Well, actually, I'm glad that you mentioned him uh, because I also follow him. And I'm like, I've been trying to to see if I can, instead of 
DJI. Maybe I kind of switch a little bit and start using the 360 or the new GoPro. So I keep watching his videos like, okay, so which one has a better image? And uh, so it's just, I still can't make up my mind. So yeah. I'm, I'm leaning towards a 360 because yeah. uh, I oh, know yeah. a lot of friends that use it. And I love the feature that you don't have to really turn to because we have the 360 view regardless yeah. what, whatever position you have the camera on. So is that working out good for you? Yeah, I love it. I don't use the one that Kafuzi uses. Uh, he actually rags on the camera when I met him. Uh, he was like, oh man, you, you use that? It's like, so yeah, I think you and I are in the same kind of a, I'm sure your your medium is a lot bigger than mine, but I mean, <laughs> it's just a matter of practice. Like yeah. exactly how bad do you want it? So you yeah, have to right. ask yourself that question. It's like, if you really want to get better or something, you just find the tools and the way to do it. Um, yeah. you can apply that to running or any, anything else. I mean, whatever you want it. No, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's not the tools you're using is it's the person too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I can just tell by talking to you that you have like just a go-getter mentality, <laughs> which not enough people have in this world. So oh, yeah. thank that's, you. that's awesome that you have that. But, um, what, one question we do like to ask everyone is, um, what advice can you get, can you leave our listeners? Because our group is comprised with all different types of runners, mm-hmm. um, people who have just started, people are kind of just like, uh, do I really want to join these guys this week to run? Because they run far or <laughs> more than I normally do. So um, what advice can you give our listeners um, who want to start running and want to know where to begin? Yeah, uh, for the new runners, always strength training because uh, that's what I didn't do when I first started running. And that's why I got injured so fast. Like after New York City Marathon, that's when I got my first meniscus, my meniscus torn. So because I didn't really warm up or I didn't stretch and I didn't do a strength stretch, I thought running was enough. And after doing a tough course like New York City, it's just like my legs were broken. So yes, to avoid that first bad first experience, I mean, you need to really have a good base in your body. And yes, um, I remember now that you mentioned this, it's just like uh, there's a factor that it, it comes with age too. You know, your body change with age. And, uh, and now I remember, um, now talking about content creation, every week I always try to talk about a subject, different subject in different ways. And there's one, I think it was like two months ago, I started talking about age, running and age. So Every day I will post something related to that. And I did a lot of research about it. And it's true. The runner changes, obviously, because of aging, the way they run and their muscles, how they use it. Of course, when you're in your 20s, you're in your prime, but you're desperate. You don't have the experience. A lot of things can go wrong. You get experience by running, you know, over time. And then that's when, you know, you get into 30s. But when you're 30s, even though you have the experience and the knowledge and the base, there's many, many other things that are late recovery time that are gonna start failing, you know? And that's uh, when you start running, you need to take in, into that account, like what do you need for your age so you can make the best of running, you know, at your age group. So I, I think people need to really think about that. Like, for example, if you are in your 30s, I mean, you, you need to start to incorporate, you know, more strength training. If you are 40s, I mean, you really need to take more time recovering, take it more seriously because recovery is going gonna, is gonna to be tough. You know, it's going to take longer for you as you age. So, yeah, you need to take that into consideration. How is your uh, your nutrition? Your nutrition's pretty good. Like, what would, advice would you give for, like, beginners well, who are just starting out? Jesus, I mean, nutrition is like the worst subject, and that's why I don't never talk about it, because... <laughs> 
believe it or not, and this is uh, something that no many people know about me, uh, I hate eating. Oh, like, wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't like to eat. We have a lot of listeners who are the opposite because <laughs> I love eating. So yeah, we, we I, I run know eat. it just doesn't. It seems like it doesn't go together, you know. Like you're a runner, you eat a lot, and many runners, you know, are running because they like to eat. But yeah. it's not my case. I actually don't like to eat. So I've been struggling with that because, um, especially during the training cycle, I mean, I really need to ingest a lot of carbs, and and I I have a really hard time doing that. And now that you mentioned that. I actually team up with a nutritionist. <laughs> he finally convinced Good. me. It's like, we need to work on this. If you really need to want to heal, because that's the other thing. I, I didn't know this, but there's a specific diet that you can follow so you can heal faster or recover. So we'll see that you're going to be watching me in this uh, upcoming days to see if this is true. This theory is true. If food actually is going to help me heal faster in time for my Chicago training. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it will help you because um, I love to eat and I seldom get injured anymore <laughs> because of my eating. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm just kidding. I, th- I think that's that's all the, the questions that we have. But um, mm-hmm. typically we like to um, have a little rapid fire segment um, mm-hmm. with all of our guests. And so the first question that we, we have is sunrise or sunset runs? Oh, sunset. The best light. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. Shooting. <laughs> <laughs> for shooting. For shooting. Yeah, yeah, for you know. Okay. Yeah, that, that gold, golden hour. Warm weather or cold weather runs? Cold weather runs. Even though I suffer through snowstorms and I run through snowstorms, hmm. uh, but it's, it's for me, it's way better. I mean, so yeah, I prefer it. <laughs> yeah. What's your uh, What's your favorite shoe that you run in? Oh, well, that's a tough question for a runner because you use shoes for different things. You know, like you have for racing, so you have to be more specific for racing, for training, for speed workouts, for, for what? For training, for everyday, everyday running. For training, um, I've been uh, using the OMS, okay. uh, oh, Cloud okay. Stratus. Nice. Yes. I mean, that shoe keeps, especially long runs, it keeps your feet very stable, you know? Yeah, I kind of feel protected with those, and I uh, for winter training also, it was amazing to train with those. How about for uh, for racing though? I I wear the Alpha Flies. I want to try the Alpha Fly again. I I had bad experiences with it because it's been digging into my uh what you, the arch. Yeah, but I think we just have wide feet because it, it did the same for me. So I had to, uh, had to hang up the vapor fly or the Alpha Flies. Yeah. The alpha fly. Oh. Yeah. Mm. But do you have a, like a significant art or? I don't know what it is. I, you know, in the alpha fly, it's like super narrow. Yeah. And like, it feels like my foot is just hanging off of the, the shoe. So uh, that, that's what it was giving me issues. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, the favorite race you've ran? I have to say Boston, <laughs> especially the last one. That was quite an experience because. Oh, the second one. Okay. The second, even one, even though it was the most painful in my life and I cried through the whole course, it was a must, it was a learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was for the first time, I wasn't thinking about PRs or trying to get there fast or strategizing, you know, my, my tempo or whatever. For the first time I had to slow down mm-hmm. and look around and listen to the crowd and, you know, and see people in the eye that were cheering for me, you know, 
yelling my name, see other runners. The runners approached me because they saw me in pain. Many of them actually knew me from Instagram. And they were like, they already knew my ordeal with the knees. So they were like, oh my God, you, you made it. You're here. How are you holding up? I'm like, trying. And they actually carried me away. You know, they took me by the arm. They're like, okay, I help you. And they were pushing me forward. So that was a very beautiful experience for me, I got to say. Yeah, something about the running community for sure. It's, they're all usually pretty positive. So yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, it was um, funny because they were like, saw me struggling. I was in tears. And they're like, oh, are you currently? I'm like, oh. I'm like yes. <laughs> Where you know me from? I said, oh, those eyelashes. I'm like, oh my gosh, you lost my eyelashes. Yes. I put eyelashes before race. Oh, yeah. so, gotcha. Um, curly thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, let's see here. Venezuela, Madrid, yeah. or New York? My Madrid friends are going to help me, but New York. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> New York will be all, New York actually was my, well, I, well, I felt reborn, actually. Uh, I moved to New York coming out of a, you know, breakup with my first husband. So it was like a starting from scratch. So this city made me. So I have a special place in my heart for New York. Nice. Is, is that the city in the background there out your window? Yes. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is the West side and the river. This is the Hudson river. So the, here's where I do most of my summer runs along the river. Beautiful. Yeah. The concrete jungle. I can't mm. wait to get back up there. Well, let me know next time you're here. So maybe we can do a run together. Yeah, we I can show you like, around. Yeah. Do you seem like you know know the neighborhoods? So yes, yes. It depends on what you want. If you want to do hills, if you want to do flat, if you want to do, you know, mix it up a bit. I mean Yeah, we'll we'll probably do flat because <laughs> <laughs> Virginia, that's what we're used to. That's how we get is flat down here by the beach for sure. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you know Virginia a lot, but we are actually below sea level. So it's oh, super flat. Everything yeah. is flat here. So um, how do you train for hills then? Do you go to like parking garages? Like no, that's so, what my friends in Miami do that. They go to the parking garage and they start doing the, the ramps. We, we do need to try that, but we do have a, a, quite a few bridges here that we hit. Um, uh, so that gives us a lot of elevation. All right. Well, uh, that's really all the questions we have for you today. Where can the listeners find you? Oh, I'm mostly on IG. I promised myself this year I want to start TikTok, restart TikTok. But uh, it's just like I have no time for so many social media platforms. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you can find me on IG for sure. And I do my best to respond to every DM that gets my way. So um, it is Carlet at Carlet Keys, C-A-R-L-E-T-H, Keys, as in car keys, K-E-Y-S. Awesome. Well, Carlette, such an inspiring story that you have. The three of us have uh, wives who are also mothers. And so... Um, are I they runners? I'm sorry? They are, yeah, they, they are runners. Run. Yeah. They're yeah, runners. They run oh. Yeah. So, so uh, you must be very understanding, right? When they yeah, need to go. so just listen oh, yeah. to very your story. Much. It's a really uh, inspiring and it, it, I can't help but think of them and how you're kind of going through the same experiences together. So how do, do you take turns to do all your training? Yes. <laughs> it's like a yes. back and forth kind of big. It was like, okay, you're going to run at five o'clock and then I'll run at six o'clock. And yeah. okay, even though it good. starts getting hot, stuff like so, that. <laughs> at least you have somebody who understands, you know, in your, I guess in your situation at home, like you can, you understand why you have to get lost for three hours. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, again, thanks for spending so much time with us. We wish you the very best for thank you, you your family, for your recovery. Yeah, just uh, thank you for having us. 
Paul. Thank you for inviting me. This was great. I loved it. Please remember to uh, subscribe where you listen to your podcasts and follow us on our social media platforms. Also follow Carlette with her story and, and all the content that she creates. We just want to thank everyone for listening to the Spark podcast and we'll catch y'all on the next episode. Peace. Bye. Thank you. Bye.